What is up, party people? My name is Sage Lewis. This is the Sage Against the Machine podcast, and I'm coming to you through a froggy... Ah, I got something in my throat. I got the sick. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the sick is. I don't even... Do I want to know? I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything. Eviction, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking eviction today. There's a big article in the Akron Beacon Journal. You probably can't read it because, you know, who can read the Akron Beacon Journal unless you're rich? I have said it once. I'll say it a million times. If you have food stamps, you should be able to get a free online subscription to the Akron Beacon Journal. Knowledge is power, and when they withhold the knowledge from the people, especially low-income people, it only does one thing. It keeps the rich getting richer and the powerful getting powerfuller. It's ridiculous. Robin Everly, what's up, my brother? How the heck are you, my man? How the heck are you? It's good to see you. (coughs) Glad you are here. Yeah, check out this... uh, Check out this uh, this article, man. Wait, I got my things all backwards. This goes over here. Akron Beacon Journal. This is, when did this, it says for subscribers. Yeah, so can you read this? Let me, let me just see. Let me go over here to incognito window see if you can watch us read this nope you can't see this is what drives me bananas now look i get that it sucks to be a newspaper right now i get it i totally understand but don't you think that people who are at risk of evictions should be able to read this. It's just crazy. Everything. Like I'm a capitalist. Okay. I have businesses and I have private property that I rent. I am a small potatoes capitalist, but I am a capitalist. And I support capitalism. I don't believe that communism is some sort of panacea of amazingness. It's got its own problems. Not the least of which freedom of press. A lot of, usually these freaking communist countries are the really totalitarian asshole regimes. Uh that don't allow freedom of press. It really bothers me. I couldn't have this podcast complain about communism. I'd be, I, my whole podcast would be like, man, you can't believe how great communism is. Communism is the greatest thing ever. Uh, that's all, you know, that's, that's all you could say. Otherwise you're going to have a black van pull up in front of your house and who knows where you're going to go on a little trip, how long you're going to be gone or how many of your family members and are going to die over it, you know? Sometimes they just murder generations of family members, you know? It's 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 just it's cruel. But look, this is the problem with 
This is a problem with capitalism. The only way this paper runs is with money. Money is its gasoline. And if they don't have money, they close. So, what are you going to do? You need to get money. So, what are you, how are you going to get money? Well, you're going to charge your subscribers. Because advertising doesn't pay the bills. So, you got to charge your subscribers. And then you have a wonderful article like this. Incredibly valuable and useful. But completely invisible to everyone who's facing eviction. (coughs) I can't afford this crap. That's why I believe everybody with a food card should get a free online subscription to the Beacon Journal. It would increase their numbers. I mean, come on. Come on. They're not going to buy it anyways. They ain't got newspaper money. Give them a, you got a food card, get a a subscription. (sighs) Anyways. All right. The article title is, I don't know when this article was written. When was this written? December 8th. Oh my God, that's today. That's today. Written by uh, Doug Livingston. Um, We are lucky to have Doug Livingston, I believe, in uh, Akron, Ohio. I just believe it. Like, uh, he is a very good reporter. Very good reporter. And he doesn't always say nice things about me. I think one of the last things he said about me was he put a picture of me and said, homeless camp has sex trafficking. (laughs) What are you going to do? Wasn't wrong, except he's, I think, doing a follow-up story. He can't find any sex trafficking charges. It'll be interesting to see. I look, man, if there was sex trafficking at my camp, I wanted it out. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't there to watch people get more abused, but I don't think, I don't think it was what it was about. I think they just, uh, wanted the, the city had sued me. Um, the, the whole process went like this. Doug Livingston did an article about my camp. And then within a couple weeks, the city sued me and said, you got to shut that down. And then within two weeks, there was this huge raid on my camp. Never had a raid like it ever in the eight years that I've done this work. Um, They ran everybody's name. They took away about 13 people and none of them uh, were charged with sex trafficking. So you tell me why we had that raid. Anyways. Maybe they'll find it. I don't know. That was in June. It's only been six months. Maybe they're really digging in deep. Evictions near record high in Akron. Can anything avert this crisis? Can anything avert this crisis? Hmm. Once heard a thing called ARPA money. I don't know. Was that $124 million? Uh, nah, don't be stupid. They open up with this uh, kindly old gent. Arnie Engelhart owns 18 apartment units in Akron, including this building where he says the tenant was responsible for $3,000 worth worth of damage before she was evicted. Uh, He says, just like in the movies, Ernie Engelhart, or is it Arnie? I don't know. Arnie Engelhart, I don't know this guy. Caught a last glimpse in early November of his former tenant 
wheeling a suitcase down Crosby Street in Akron, abandoning her furniture, taking only what she could carry following an eviction. Okay, and so basically what they're using, they're using Arnie to tell this story. Um, And uh, I'm just going to go to the bottom of this because I want to, like, Arnie sums it up pretty nicely. I, I mean, Arnie's making money off of poor people, but if we don't have uh, landlords, then we really don't have any place um, to live. <laughs> um, okay, it says, after he served his former tenant at the eviction, a cable show producer monitoring local court filings offered to fly him and the tenant out to Chicago to argue over the claim of $3,000 in, dev- in damages in a television court program. That never happened. And he wonders what happened to the tenant who refused his offer to take her to a homeless shelter until she could sort out her next move. Ernie, Arnie offered to take her to a homeless shelter. Now, I have been a part of an AMHA eviction, of which you'll see here is one of the top evicting parties in Akron. AMHA is our Section 8. They evict, they're, you know, I don't know, top two. They evict a shit ton of people. Uh... I watched what they did to my friend they were evicting. They said, do you have any place to go? And he said, no. And they're like, all right. Like they were just making, I don't know, maybe they handed him a piece of paper. They certainly didn't offer to drive him to a homeless shelter. But I'll tell you what, Arnie, probably would have been pointless anyways Because nine times out of ten, the homeless shelters for women are booked. There's no room. So, basically, you just would have been driving this lady down the street to drop her off on some other sidewalk. (coughs) But, you know, Arnie believes that there's some sort of system out there that uh, protects us. (laughs) Anyways, um, she came back a little while later and asked to stay with another tenant who was who wasn't having it. Engelhart said so. She and the tenant's like, "Hell no, you can't shake the image of her pulling that suitcase down Crosby Street on the afternoon in early November before winter fell in Akron." I was the one who told her to leave, Arnie said, and that's when she got her rolling suitcase and two bags with shoulder straps and went to the sidewalk and walked away. Now, where the hell did she go? Asks Ernie. Arnie. Into the woods, Arnie. I'll tell you where she's not going. She's not going to my place. You know why? Because the city is suing me. I now face jail time. If I put so much as one tent on my land, Arnie's tenant just wanders off down the sidewalk. And Arnie rightfully wonders because he apparently has a little bit of empathy and understanding for other people's existence. Where the hell does she go? As a guy who has done this for eight years, The answer is, beats me, Arnie. Beats me. Uh, Sometimes they go to abandoned houses. 
<coughs> sometimes they sleep under a bush. Um, abandoned houses, bush. Um, I've seen people cuddle up under a cardboard box. Um, mostly what they do is they take a little bit of meth and just walk all night long. <coughs> That's, and then you kind of have a euphoric feeling. You, then you're like, Hey, I wonder what's in that dumpster. And you start dumpster diving and you know, you take your mind off of your true problems. I feel like they should hand out meth at every eviction like that. Like that, that lady should just get some meth. Get a bubble, which is what they call the glass pipes and some rocks of meth and be like, all right, just take that about seven o'clock tonight. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm serious. It's really, uh, you know, I'm not joking. I'm not. There is nowhere to go. It's good to see you, Shannon. How are you? Jan says the rate is so high, so landlords can jack the rent. My landlord hard had city violations before I moved in, and now it has come down on me, and I can't fix most of what they've done because I don't have the skill set. Okay, now that's how it works. Okay, do I have it here? Let's see. Um, so what you do is, as a landlord. is if your tenant complains about anything, if you're in a month-to-month rent, which is what landlords like to do, just go month-to-month, meaning they can change the terms every single month, then they just jack up the rent. They jack it up this month. They jack it up next month. They just keep jacking it up and jacking it up and jacking it up until you can't afford it. So, yeah, and this is the plan. It says if they complain about conditions, landlords can increase rents on month-to-month leases until the tenant cannot afford to live there. So, people like Shannon... Has to keep her mouth shut. Because if she complains about anything, she knows what's going to happen. He's going to increase her rent. Now, Shannon says, Hold on, I have to look and see. I have a message. Shannon brings up an idea of a rent cap. Um, They do that in some cities. Maybe there's only a certain percentage you can raise it every month. That's a possibility. But look, here's Shannon. I'm about to throw my hands up. Shannon says, I didn't complain and I put so much of my own money into this place, but I can't fix the roof and the windows that were shot out over a drug deal. Okay. I want you to put a little pin in that. That little statement right there that was shot out over a drug deal. So, Shannon 
knowing that she's in the position she's in. Can't complain about the roof or the windows because if she does, every landlord in Akron knows to do one thing, throw her out. And then if she can't afford the rent that you jacked up any price you want, now she's in arrears. And now she doesn't have any legal say, okay? She has no legal say. <coughs> Sorry, I got, did I say I'm sick? I don't know. Um, then she's really screwed because now her landlord has the right to actually evict her. And then if she gets evicted and it goes through court, Now she has an eviction on her record and that crap comes up. Anybody can see it. And now Shannon has an even harder time renting. So now she's probably going to rent someplace that's more expensive and worse. John Evans, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? And there it is. Shannon, back on the streets and lose my kids again. Can't blow the last three years and gain an eviction. You see that? Shannon is talking the hard truth. Shannon has everything to lose. And that landlord has all the power. Now, let's go back down to Aaron. Aaron says, contact fair housing. Illegal as heck to not make reasonable repairs for tenant safety. So... Right, Aaron, except if she complains, that landlord, well, what she's going to do is she's going to raise the rent. And she'll raise the rent and raise the rent because nobody wants a complainy tenant. You You want a tenant that shuts up and is thankful for whatever they have. And Shannon points it out right here. She'll throw me out and board the house. And there's that. I mean, that's that's illegal. Um, Aaron might say, well, that's totally illegal. Well, what's illegal and what really happens are two different things. Now, I don't know Shannon's situation legally, but I'll tell you this. If you have an open warrant... There is no way you're going to anybody like fair housing or anybody in the city out of fear that they're going to run your record and you're going to end up in jail. And if you have kids, that really sucks. And I'm not saying that's Shannon's situation. I'm just saying that is a situation. Did you guys read the book? What is it? Evicted? I can't recommend this book enough, Evicted, right here. This book, this guy, I think a guy, Matthew, yeah, Matthew Desmond, he did all this in-depth research by living in places where low-income people lived, and he tells these stories of people um, who were getting evicted. And, like, he tells a story of this one woman who every drain in her apartment 
was clogged. Okay? And this is why. Because the first drain to clog is the kitchen sink. Because, you know, you're washing your dishes and food gets in there. And then when that drain clogs, then you go and you wash your dishes in the bathroom sink. And then that clogs. And then you start washing your dishes in the bathtub. And that clogs. And along the way, your toilet clogs. So for all intents and purposes, is that how you say that? Intents and purposes? Um, out of water. Because you can't run the water because you can't get it out of your house. Uh, hey, Missy, how's it going? She'll claim she's selling it. Yeah. Um, landlord, and then, okay, so landlord cannot evict for a complaint or take retaliatory action against a tenant for the responsibility for said repairs. So, Aaron, I love you, but that's not true. If you have a month now, if you have a year lease and the lease says the, the amount is, is this, then you're right. You are, you are highly protected. If your rent is $600 a month and you have that lease for a year, then they cannot increase the rent. But most landlords like to go month to month especially in low-income places, because it makes it very easy then because every month the contract is renegotiated. That's a month-to-month. And, you know, it can just be verbal even, but it's like if you write a piece of paper one month and say, hey, uh, your rent was $600 last month, this month $750. And then, so there you go. Okay, and then, Look at what she says. So Shannon says, with the mold and other things, fair housing will put us in a hotel and my kid's life will be uprooted and I can't put my kids through any more shit. My son is autistic and it would be a huge setback. Thank you so much for sharing this story, Shannon. This is so, so critically important, okay? That's the other side of it. Now, if she gets... If they take her out of that house, she's basically Summit County tenant rights. Okay, let's just do it. Let's go Google. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, so here you should know this. As of August 27, 2021, the CDC moratorium eviction order is no longer in effect for tenants. Uh, so it used to be that you couldn't... Um, Evict people. I'm telling you, you guys have to understand that people like Shannon are screwed. Absolutely 100% positively screwed. She makes the slightest peep about anything and then legally, are you month to month, Shannon? I imagine she is. Uh, most low-income people are month-to-month. Not to mention, I don't meet rent requirements. Most are asking three times the rent. So there you go. So that's the other thing. So Shannon is lucky to have the shithole she lives in because if she gets out of this place, who's going to rent to her? Because she can't meet this three times, month-to-month. There it is, see? So she is month-to-month. 
So she is completely, completely powerless. Completely powerless. Um, the only thing I can tell Shannon is get a friend to put a tarp on that roof, tarp the roof, and uh, put some cardboard on those windows. That's it. That's all. She's probably already done all that. That's all you can do. I'm telling you, that's the reality of the situation. That is the reality of the situation. Now, let me tell you from another side. I am the pastor of a church called the Church of the Nomadic Spirit, and we have a house, okay? It's a three-bedroom house, and um, I am allowed to have up to six people live in it. I got special permission. I find six people in a house is just a, a murder scene waiting to happen. I don't, I don't like it. I have three tenants, okay, of which I charge $300 each, all utilities included, okay? Two of my tenants are currently in jail. In jail. Oh, fun. Aaron's listening on lunch break. That's super awesome. I'm so glad you're here, Aaron. So, now, let me see if I can show you. Let's see. Ohio water bill. Okay, let me see if I can show you my water bill. One second here. Okay. I go over here. Okay. Here is our house. Okay. Let me go to billing history. Um, why can I go back two months? Why can't you go back more? If you don't have the Adobe. All right, look, can you see this? In October, my water bill was $445. What I wanted to show you was in September, my water bill was $750. This last month, my water bill is $258. It's coming down. Because I... Believe that human beings should have water. It's a stupid idea, I know. I have an outdoor sink that a lot of people use in uh, the summer. So September is actually August. So August is my high month. My my bill was um, payment history. Let me see if I can see that. That's it. You're gonna you're gonna give me one. One month. That's not payment history. <laughs> Billing history. Why can't it go back? Unbelievable. Wow. Just wow. So now let's do the math. My, I have three tenants. 
I should be making $900 a month. Okay. Now this is not the electric bill and the gas bill. I don't have time to go. Those aren't too bad. They're probably both with under, under $200. Okay. Um, I'm only making $300 a rent for the last two months. I've made $300 a rent. Okay. Because my guys are in jail. Missy says I was in a horrible situation similar to this with a disgusting scum Lord. I'm telling you, yes, it'll, I'll, it'll, it'll take time for change for your son. But with tenant rights in some account, it will force landlord to pay all fees for moving expenses. Then Shannon says, I can afford more rent. City has set her fines, and when she can't afford them, she'll set them in me. And if I can't pay, she'll give me 30 days to leave. Yep. Aaron says, you have a shitty landlady. Wonder who she is blowing to get away with that crap. Missy says, uh, babe, PM me 100%. I promise there are ways to get out of this situation. Well, maybe you should talk to Missy. Because I am way less optimistic than these people. But maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, this is how slumlords operate. They don't pay to fix the... So you... Okay. The minute you're a dollar behind, okay? The minute you're a dollar behind... They got you. They got you. And you, out of fear of being on the street, you are, you just shut up. I mean, it's too terrifying to, to stand up to these people because they have all the rights. Here are the top evictors in the pandemic. Since April 1st, 2020, property owners and managers have filed 6,203 evictions in Greater Akron. These 14 entities collectively account for a quarter of all evictions. AIY Properties is a private property place. Akron Metropolitan Housing Authority. AMHA. Number two. Okay. Cedarwood, I think, is uh, subsidized. It just goes on and on. ENDC, they said we use uh, evictions to get people's attention. For example, they're also, uh, what is that, East Akron Development Company? Uh, For example, I know that we had close to 100 evictions this month because I asked my staff, says Stevens, who estimated that our organization manages about 700 units for lower-income tenants. ENDC staff have been using evictions to get people to come in and set up a payment plan because what we found was if we didn't at least send them the three-day notice, they wouldn't come in. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. So as of the nearly 100 ENDC tenants served eviction notice, uh, Stevens enrolled 93 in an installment plan to catch up on their late rent and will not charge them a fee if they stay on the plan. But I know that's not exactly how the courts... Okay, maybe they're doing that. I don't know, but I am telling you, I know for a fact because I have helped people with their stuff after getting evicted from um, AMHA. AMHA will throw you out 
whatever. Number one reason, I think, I mean, I don't know the number, number one reason, but the reason I know is because uh, a homeless person gets a house, it's wintertime, and then their friend who doesn't have a house and is freezing outside lets him come stay for a couple days. Uh, a couple days turns into a couple weeks. They find out you know, that's called doubling up, and doubling up is against the terms of the uh, agreement, and they throw you out. They throw you out. And then once you get thrown out of that, you're back at the very bottom of the list. And it's it's just a it's a total, total, total mess. Um, okay, here, look at this. Which Akron property owners are filing the most evictions? Renters skew lower on the income scale. And property owners who filed the most eviction in more, uh, recent months capture a large share of the rental market for Akron poorest residents. All right, so what do we do? Ah, look at what Shannon says. Her landlord preys on people in hard situations. I think a lot of people do this. I think it's a business strategy. 100%, I think this is like, it's the way to go. Because you have complete control. Oh, Missy says she loves it lives in green. Okay. And then um she runs an addiction program. <laughs> Are you saying your <laughs> your landlord runs an addiction program? Uh, that sucks. That sucks. So, um, let me go back to one of the things Shannon said earlier. Shannon says, oh, wait, I didn't read what John said. I'm sorry. John said, there's some terrible landlords out there. I had one call the police on me after I was evicted and told them I was throwing sticks over a fence into the AC unit. I'm a grown-ass man throwing sticks over a fence to try and vandalize his property. Okay, man. Yeah. There you go. She's a social worker. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know a cop who's a slumlord, and he... he um. Lords that over his uh, tenants. <laughs> um, okay, I wanted I wanted to go back to wait. Okay, Shannon said this. Shannon said, "I didn't complain. I put so much of my own money into this place, but I can't fix the roof and windows that were shot out over a drug deal." Okay, so now there was a drug deal at this house and uh, the windows were shot out. I, at their peak, had six broken windows in my Church of the Nomadic Spirit house. Um, I have two left, I think. Um, not because of guns, but because people throw rocks through them all the time. I'm switching to plexiglass. <laughs> Going to see if that helps. Um, I went 
and got my windows uh, replaced, but I didn't really understand how it worked. Um, and the guy said, you know, if you'd cleaned these windows out for us and taken off all the junk, it would have only cost you 60 bucks. But because we had to do it, it cost you uh, $295. I have one tenant that pays me $300, okay? Shannon says, I love cops. Have his number. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Missy says, wow, Shannon, so did mine. Supposedly she was really trying to fuck newcomers. Thank God I was just in need of housing quick for my daughter and myself when I moved in. I was paying 700 everything included. Was there two years? And uh, was there during the pandemic? He tried three different times during the pandemic to ev evict me, but wasn't able to because... I would fall behind, would always get caught up with the stimulus checks as I was supposed to uh, RT. He tried to lock me out, tried to lock me out and got in big trouble for doing that. Girl, I don't fuck with APD, but they were the ones to hit me to the tenant's rights. They are put in place to protect us. They're just uniformed about, the, uninformed about them. Interesting. Okay, that's helpful. Robin says, the city I live in has a program called Township where They'll pay what it would take to get you out of your eviction one time only. Nice. Uh, his building is on the corner of Wilbeth and Arlington. Are you talking about this cop? Let's see. Corner of Wilbeth and Are you talking about who I'm talking about? <laughs> um. Anyways, so look, now we have this article, and so city council for five minutes is going to talk about evictions. And they're going to say, well, what we need is um, the right to counsel. And I, I don't know if that's a possibility right now or not. I, I know that that's something where you can, you get the right to, uh, ah, his name is walking. He owns a car dealership on Thornton right on. Um, but that's not going to matter when the tenant hasn't paid the rent, okay? Like, if you're being evicted, if you haven't paid your rent, they have a right to evict you. It's that simple, basically. So, you also have the, well, I was going to say you have a right to evict somebody if you suspect drug use, but you have to really be able to prove it. Um, like probably to the point where he had, they have to um, show a conviction of drug use, but then they can evict you for that. There's tons of reasons you can get evicted. If you're month to month, they can give you a 30 day notice and then you're allowed, then you have to get out. There's all kinds of ways that a landlord has to get you out of their house. 
that are legal. So while the right to counsel is cool, if they legally have evicted you, there's nothing the lawyer can do. Okay? So you're still going to get evicted. Now, maybe what Shannon said is right, that maybe we we start doing caps, rental caps. That could help. But it's already too damn high. So let's see. What is the median income in Akron, Ohio? $24,000. Okay, that's for an individual. An individual. Okay, let's take an individual, $24,530. We're going to divide it by three. $24,500. We'll just call it $24,500 divided by three. That's... um. $8,166. Now that's how much money you should pay in rent and all. So let's do that divided by 12. $680. Okay. If you have the median income, now that's the median. That's not the lowest. That's the middle. $24,000. That's the median. You should be you should pay all utilities included $680. Okay. Now, what about a person who is on disability and makes $800 a month? They actually we'll call it 850, usually 850. Divide that by uh three. Their rent should be $283. Okay, $283. Is there anywhere in Akron that you've seen any rent for $283? I know I haven't. Missy says, right, now you have to have had to be paying rent and no real reason. Even with month to month, that follows a one-year lease. It changes things, right? Shannon says, I'm stuck and it sucks. And she's right. She is stuck and it does suck. My son has huge meltdowns and they get real bad. She said her son has um, autism. So I have to have a place where I don't share a wall with anyone. So stuck, ugh, ugh. But I can fix a few of the violations. But if the city presses it, I'm hit. The repairs are more than the property is worth due to the foundation. So she's saying the foundation is crumbling. She's stuck. What we need to do is we got to get Shannon's roof fortified somehow. We got to put Shannon needs this place. Okay. She needs this shithole. We have to get that roof tarped. Shannon, I need you to ask around and maybe I can help you too. We got to put a tarp on that roof. Okay? That's, I think, the number one thing. The windows can just be cardboard. 
that's fine. Just duct tape cardboard on the windows, but that roof is going to really screw things up. Mold and just danger, like the wood starts rotting, especially in the winter. We got to get at least a tarp on that roof. So would you keep up on that with me, Shannon? Um, And just keep pinging me on it. Just, I, 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 I think that's what, I mean, that's an idea. Let me know if you have another idea. Hi, Ashley. It's good to see you. So the problem, we always are addressing the symptoms of the real problem. The real problem is poverty. Okay. And everything else is a symptom of poverty. Okay, good. The windows are cardboarded. Good, 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 good. That's fine. I mean, it's not awesome, but at least keep the, keep the draft out. Just message me. Will you Shannon? Like we can get a tarp on that roof. Um, Ah, Ashley, I love you. Thank you for being here. Um, we talk about addiction. We, uh, are you following what's going on in the schools? Um, the junior high. Thank you. Yeah. Just don't be afraid to just message me over and over and over again. Be like, so Sage, you said you were going to help me. So Sage, you said me to help me. Blah, 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 blah. Just keep doing that. I'll never get angry at you for doing that. Um, a 13-year-old brought a um, gun to the junior high that's uh, built into the same building as my son's high school. What is what school is that? I forget. My my head's clogged. I can't remember things. Brenda. Brenda says stocking stuffer giveaway next Thursday, 6 p.m. at House of Prayer Church on Balch Street. Ooh, nice. That's a pro tip right there. Very nice. Very nice. That's exciting. Um. We, I can't decide if we are just in denial that we have a shit ton of poverty in Akron or if we just want them to leave. So there was a map once. I was going to try and bring it up. I forgot to look before the show, but I'll just tell it to you. There was a map of Pittsburgh. And at one time they showed poverty in Pittsburgh and, and there was all this poverty in the middle of Pittsburgh and you could see it like just, they color coded it. Right. And then they showed an after thing and there was no more, the poverty inside of Pittsburgh disappeared and there was now higher income people in Pittsburgh. But The poverty didn't just disappear. It moved to the outer edges of Pittsburgh. 
And I don't know if you're familiar with Pittsburgh, but there's a lot of like hill country and that sort of thing. And so there were places where low-income people could, it was gentrification. They gentrified downtown Pittsburgh. The low-income people just didn't evaporate. They went to the outer edges of Pittsburgh. Well, the problem we have, let's see. Let's see if I can show you this. Map of Akron. Okay. Look at this. So this is Akron, right? You get it? This right here. Here's what we have around Akron. We have Copley, which is a better off town. Fairlawn, quite quite nice. Uh, Montrose, Cuyahoga Falls, Talmadge, Mogador, Lakemore, Portage Lakes, and Barberton. Where the hell are the poor people going to go? They are not going. Now, you might be able to get them out of downtown. But they can't just go to Copley. They're going to just move to different locations of Akron, like the south side or maybe the near east side. You know, like Middlebury. They can't, there are no places to put like tar paper sheds anywhere around Akron, whereas there probably are around Pittsburgh. And what I'm getting at is, okay, Brenda says, I will say there are more resources here in Summit County than those in needs in many other counties, so many helping. True. I think that's right. That that's the other thing. You're not going to move to Copley because there's no resources there. So you stay around the resources. You can't, like, go too far away from the methadone clinic. Because you have to take the bus or you have to walk to the methadone clinic. So the resources keep people in place. All right. Now, you know what a tar paper shed is? You ever seen one? Tar paper shed. Let's see if I can get you a picture of one. These are nice. No, man. Like, people will just, they'll set up a frame and they'll just wrap tar paper around it. You know? These are actually, this is, they're using tar paper the right way here. Ah, here, here, look. This is like a tar paper shed. See? Yeah, like this. See this? So this is a tar paper shed. There's probably a a wood frame, right? And then they just wrap tar paper around it. And you can see it has a it has a roof. There's it looks like maybe it has electricity. It looks like there's a wire coming in there. Has an outhouse, okay? 
if we don't allow people to live like this, then they're going to live like, let me show you. Hold on. Let me get you a picture that I took last week. Let me do, 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 do. It's worth it. It's worth the wait. Where is it? It's worth the wait, worth the wait. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Maybe I should just go into my Instagram. No, hold on. Instagram. Oh, this is ridiculous. Please log in. Just please. Look, we have a very important show going on. I don't want to keep the people waiting. Of course, I have to do a code check. One second here. Okay. So people will live one way or another. Now, here, this is what I wanted to show you. This is a picture I took. Uh, I don't know where I took it, when I took it a couple weeks ago. This is beside my building. Okay. I am no longer able to have tents. So this is how people live now. They just take a tarp and they put some cardboard under it. And they get under it. That's it. Which is better, this or this? Want to see it again, before and after? This or this? Now, let me tell you another little story. Let me see if I can find this. Let me see if I can waste your time some more. Hold on. Where is my messaging thingy? Where's the messaging? Jesus. Ridiculous. Where's the messenger? Messenger. Okay. And let me see if I can find you this. I want to show you this because it's really, really cool. One second. One second. One second. One second. Please, please, Lord. Let me find this. I want to show you people two days ago. Uh, I can't remember this guy's name. Otherwise, I would. Um, oh, I can't. Crap. Um, come on. They want to see this. Where'd that guy go? Uh, I should have prepared ahead. Should have prepared ahead. Parsi. Is this the guy? Is this the guy? Nope. Oh. All right. I got to paint you a picture. Do you remember at CVS during the, the pandemic, they put out these like little out buildings and they use them to, to give inoculations, to give COVID shots. It has a um, 
a breaker box on it. It has air conditioning. It has heat. It has a real door. It has real walls, real car- carpeting. And I got a, I know a guy who got 30 of these. He went around. He got 30 of them. And he will sell them to me for $3,500 each. Is this the one? Yep, this is the one. Here, it's worth it. I found it. I found it. I found it. This is it. This thing here, okay. Look at there. It has two doors. There it is. You can see the air conditioning unit. Here's the breaker box on the back. Show some pictures on the inside. Let's see here. I think that's the heating unit. There's the air conditioning unit. And there's a shot on the inside. Look at these walls. It's white. Look at this door with a lock. Lights. Light switch. And there it backs up. And you can see it here. This would be an absolutely incredible tiny house. He has 30 of these, 30 of them. And he will sell them to me for $3,500. Which is better? This, this, or this, this, because right now, this is how you live in Akron when you have no money. They just did another camp sweep. And I think, um, a reporter saw it, which I'm really excited about. Hopefully they'll, uh, expose that they are sweeping every homeless camp they can find in Akron, Ohio, every one. All right. You aren't making these people disappear. You aren't making them suddenly wake up and be like, oh, you know what? I need to get a house. You are making them live like this, like this. Okay. This is the reality. This is how people live in Akron that can't afford rent. I don't know how more clearly um, I can make this. Uh, Would the city even allow this on private property? Of course not. No, no, they won't allow it. Maybe the next administration will be more willing to listen. I am hoping. Um, Shannon says, I was turned down from places because I had kids and sex offenders rented at the places. <laughs> I was turned down for help because I was sober for 16 years and not in active addiction. Wow. I was turned away and thrown to the wolves with an autistic four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Turned away from Harvest Home because of my son's outbursts. I have, I ended up having no choice but to surrender my kids to CPS. And I lived in the streets for six months, always being turned down because of this or that. 
we have to acknowledge this reality. And our instinct is, well, did you try calling this person? Did you do or try doing that? We have to stop doing that. We have to stop doing that. And instead of being like, oh, did you call 211? Oh, did you call this person? Oh, did you get that? Did you blah, 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 blah. No. The only question you ask a person like Shannon is, is there something I can do to help you? When you start giving helpful ideas to a person, it just makes it worse because you're just adding work to their schedule. I, I'm sorry, but it drives me up a wall when we give a story like this. Like if I was to turn Shannon's post right here, I'm just going to read it again because we need to hear it. I was turned down from places because I had kids and sex offenders rented at the place. She probably would have taken it. I was turned down for help because I was sober for 16 years and not an active addiction because there are a lot of places that only serve people with mental illness and addiction. I was turned away and thrown to the wolves with an autistic four-year-old and a seven-year-old. I was turned away from Harvest Home. That's that's a haven of rest because my son's outburst. I ended up having no choice but to surrender my kids to child and family services. I lived on the streets for six months, always being turned down because of this or that. It is not, Shannon did not go to the streets for six months because she didn't work hard enough. She wasn't smart enough. She didn't know about the services. Shannon got thrown to the streets because the system threw her out. Do you understand? I need all of us to stop saying, did you do this? Did you do that? Why don't you call them? Why don't you call this? Just stop it. Just stop it. Shannon said on this podcast, my windows are broken and my my uh, roof is leaking. The only thing appropriate with those two immediate issues are, can I fix your roof and can I fix your windows? Otherwise, just stop. Stop talking. It drives me up a wall. People being like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? It's terrible. She doesn't need your self-righteous, silly little ideas. The last tent city eviction I was at a couple weeks ago, A guy from the nuisance department said, well, I handed out this piece of paper of places to call, to which my homeless friend Chris said, motherfucker, I don't have a phone. What good is a piece of paper with phone numbers on it if you don't have anything to use to dial the numbers? We have to stop doing that. The only question you ask is, Is there something I can do to help you? That's it. Otherwise, just shut the fuck up. Just stop. I can't tell you how many people have told me to call 211. Well, have you called 211? I want to reach through the internet and shake them. (coughs) Are you fucking me right now? 
Are you fucking me right now? Oh my God, 211. I had no idea. Oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that amazing wit. Ama- Look, the last time I called 211, it was a 3.30 on a Friday afternoon. I had a grandmother, a mother, and an eight-year-old girl who had nowhere to go except the park bench I found them on. I called 211, and they said, hey, we stopped taking in intakes at about 3 o'clock on Friday. Can you just hold tight until Monday? Three generations of people. That's what 211 is. <clears throat> Do we have a lot of hostile architecture in Cleveland uh, Summit? In Cleveland, I've seen more and more uh, boulders popping up in our building as well as benches that are uh, that are at angle. Oh, um, yeah, we do. Usually we cut our benches in half. Yes. Um, because our system hates us, just like our system hates drug users. If we can't benefit them, they want us gone. Out of sight, out of mind isn't enough. They want us to suffer. Ashley is 100% absolutely positively correct. Sherry says, I'm so sorry. Sh- Sherry says, the system failed Shannon. Absolutely it did. And she's just the random person on my podcast. What Shannon says is true. There's an entire subculture of people who love to take our children to sell them off. That's right. That's what Child and Family Services does. They sell children. They steal them because they don't. They only have to have suspicion that there was any kind of uh, wrongdoing, and they can take your kid, and then they just sell them. It happens regularly to people with addiction, even if they haven't been in trouble. It's basically coercion. I've known many young women who were forced into signing their baby away. The government will pay a foster parent to care for the child, but won't help the original mother. The same way the system hates us and they want to take everything that we have left. Yes. Yes. Shannon says actions are louder than words. Ruthie says, how can we get a tarp and Shannon? That's the spirit, Ruthie. That's the spirit. God bless Ruthie. That's the, yes. All right, Shannon, I need you to uh, give me your address on messenger and we're going to, we're going to tarp the roof. Nicest tarping you've ever seen. Shannon says, you can call and call, but getting those calls returned is a lottery. The red tape is like concrete. Shannon, see, this is the thing about Shannon. Shannon is so fucking smart. This woman is so enlightened, so aware, so wise. She's a hard worker, busting her ass. And... um. getting fucked by the system. And this landlord in this story, you know, he's like, where'd he go? Who knows where he go? He's just like, he watched his tenant walk down the street with her two bags over her arm and her rolling suitcase and just asked himself, where the hell is she going to go? You know how many evictions I've seen end that way? And when they evict a tenth city, it's worse. They usually don't have rolling suitcases. They have garbage bags full of stuff. How can we... Look. People are like, oh, it's inhumane to put somebody in a, in a, in a, in a tent. Well, motherfucker, you know, what's more inhumane giving them absolutely nothing and making it illegal to take any kind of structure and living under it. 
Well, if it's not fit for human habitation, you can't live there. Like a dumpster, like a, 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 a an elevator shaft, like a um, an overhang, like a sewer pipe. These are all fine. Okay? Because the alternative is nothing. They're stealing the tents. Okay? They're stealing the tents. The city of Akron is stealing the tents. They're saying no tents. So you know where else is good? Dumpsters, culverts, sewer pipes, overhangs. Bushes are good. You can find a nice thick bush. Get under it. Because those are the options. To the point where this person is living high off the hog. They're living underneath a tarp against my building. I don't know. Is that illegal? Probably. Probably illegal. Just because it doesn't have poles doesn't mean it's not a tent. Looks like a tent to me. So, you know, we're going to have to take that. We're going to have to take your, your tent. You can't live under a tent. That's ridiculous. Don't be, you should not be living in a tent. That's terrible. Terrible to live in a tent. Well then, motherfucker, where do you want me to live? Well, I'm not that guy. I'm the, I'm the nuisance guy. I just get rid of tents. I mean, have you called 211? You should call 211. I don't have a phone. Oh, well, wow. Okay, well, I'm sorry about that. This is madness. Madness, 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 madness. We have to triage these people. By God, let them have a tent. And if you're not going to let them have a tent, let them have a tarp. And if you're not going to let them have a tarp, let them have a, a sewer pipe. Let them have a dumpster. Dumpsters are risky because if you if you fall asleep and it's dumpster day, you get thrown in the dumpster and you, or you know like truck and you oftentimes die. Dumpsters are a little tricky, but dumpsters are fine. I got no problem with a dumpster, comparatively. Um, this is madness, and 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 Ashley is saying it is this is it. This is true. Because our system hates us, just like our system hates drug users. If they can't benefit them, they want us gone. Out of sight, out of mind isn't enough. They want us to suffer. They do. They hate you and they want you to suffer. That's why I believe that uh, um, a Hitler type of program could easily come back. Because there's a lot of people, surprisingly fundamentalist Christians, who... um, would like, I mean, Donald Trump told his his fundamentalist Christians that drug dealers should be murdered. So uh, if Donald Trump becomes president again, which could possibly happen, it's very possible. Um, capital punishment for drug dealers, don't you think? Probably. And you know which drug dealers they're going to take first? The ones on the street, the black ones. Not the rich ones that cater to his friends that bring cocaine to fancy parties. No, not those drug dealers. Don't be silly. And you certainly aren't going to be able to get to the cartels. You can't touch them. So you're just going to take the, the, the low level street dealer and you're going to kill him. 
And then who else are you going to kill? Well, that was good. We cleaned up that. That's amazing. Wow, it's harder to find drugs. That was really effective. Man, you know what? Maybe we should threaten uh, capital punishment to uh, um, homeless people. If you can't get your shit together, maybe you should die. Or maybe you should go to a, a, a concentration camp and then die. I'm telling you, people, that Hitler was not some random thing. It's within all of us. Uh, they have been knowing and let us die for decades. Other countries ha don't have this problem, so it's not like we don't know what to do. We have all the answers. It's just none of our government cares enough to do anything about it. They want to hoard all the wealth for themselves. Yes, exactly. And interestingly, and I got to go, I was talking um, to a lady. You know, I've been riding my bike around uh, Ward 8. I'm trying to run for city council. If you're Ward 8, vote for Sage Lewis, May 2nd, 2023. Ward 8 city council. Um She's a social worker, and she says that she believes that the system wants you to be dependent. That the one of the reasons they don't want you out there in a tent is because you're not dependent on them. They want your money, just like you were saying, Ashley, about uh, you know giving kids, selling kids, and stuff like that. Ashley says, just like with addiction, we know safe consumption sites work. Canada's been doing it for decades. They have evidence to support harm reduction, but us down here now, Ohio's the second worst death rate in the country. I didn't know that. They want us to think they care, but actions prove otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Ruthie says, they want to get rid of us older. Yeah. Yeah, of course they want to get rid of uh, older people. Shannon says, if you really look at it, most people on the street are the brightest and could make the most impact on society. So why not keep them uh, down and out and crazy? Yeah, for sure. Keep them running. Because you see, the, the problem, Shannon, is that you're too independent. People that can live independently with nothing are a risk to the entire system. Because if they get um, any kind of voice, they could be like, fuck $1,000 apartments. I'll show you how to live in your car. Why don't you just live in your car? Why don't you just live? Why don't you live in this dumpster over here? Why don't you live? Why don't you live in this, uh, this, this, uh, this garage? You can live here for about two months and then they tell you to leave. And then you go live here for another two months and you just keep doing it. They're too dangerous to the system because they have been thrown out of the system and they realize you can live outside of the system. It makes them dangerous. All right, people. I love you. Uh, Shannon, give me your um, message me your address. Let's see if I can't get uh, and I need to know if it's like a two story house, one story house. Um, Shannon says life skills learned on my family farm is why I can survive. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And that you're hella smart. Hella smart. Um, yeah, that's so beautiful, Ruthie. Thank you. Please let us know how we can help Shannon. Ashley says, uh, Ohio ranks 36 in terms of Ohioans use, uh, of how Ohioans use drugs. So we have regular amounts of drug use, but we're dying at way above the average. Interesting. Number two in the country for deaths. That tells us our drugs are poison. Keep that. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 We have villainized. Uh, people that have addiction issues. 
it's nuts. And Akron's the home of AA too. You would think that we'd have um, more uh, compassion. Peace and light to you, Shannon. You're a wonderful human. Don't ever forget that. We're lucky to have you on this hellscape we call Earth. All right, everybody. I love you. I will see you later.